you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, hey, do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Feast, and with me, as always, is Devin and special guest Joe Vay. Uh, we're going to be talking about NXT UK Takeover Cardiff. Man, the gold standard, the UK edition, uh, was in full effect. Man, like this pay per view was something for me. I mean, just a spoiler alert: I really love this pay per view. Um, just had a lot of great yes. moments overall. So, I just can't wait to get into it. Uh, Joe Vay, man, what would you some? Uh, just give us a sneak peek at what you thought overall uh, of the pay per view. Just some some quick hits here. Overall, man, it really lived up to to the NXT name, man. That uh, that UK crowd was something special. Uh, the, the soccer chance, the way they modified those, they were they were in tune all night. They they really added to it, and just great overall, great overall uh, uh, storytelling and uh, a different way of presenting a hard hitting product. I, I liked it. Yeah, to me, I felt like they were speaking speaking to my wrestling heart right here, man. It was just. <laughs> Story after story after story, and I was just enjoying every bit of it, man. So, uh, man, low key, one of my favorite matches too is probably be against uh, was it Massive and Coffee, uh, Last Man Standing match. I'm like, goddamn, man, that was a hard fought physical match, and I felt like these two did not like each other at all. So, yeah, that was probably one of my favorite matches on on, on the uh, card. It's going to be interesting to talk about that because, man, that matchup, I wasn't expecting to, to enjoy that the way I did. Yeah. Um, so that, that I'm really looking forward to talking about that. But let's start from the beginning with Noam Dar and Travis Banks. Um, this matchup here, well, let me just talk about Noam Dar, just fun superstar overall. Um, love his entrance, the, the pinkies up, you know, always. Uh, this dude, just high-flying dude, came from, well, 205 Live. A lot of people know him from there. Um, he's just a high, just a great overall ring technician uh, going against Travis Banks, a guy that I'm not as familiar with, to be honest with you. But seeing him here, I, I gained a lot of respect for him. Um, overall, this matchup, how long, Devin, do you know how long this matchup went? It felt like it maybe went 20 minutes or so. Uh, I think it went about fifteen or twenty. Fifteen, okay. Well, yeah, it yeah, felt yeah. it felt like a, it a, a, they gave it room to breathe. Like it, it just they they gave it that time. So um, overall, like I was just really impressed with both guys. But Noam Dar seems to I don't know. Like in two or five live, I feel like he never quite hit his stride. Um, and in the cruiserweight classic too, like I felt like they were always trying to build him up, but I didn't really like get the thing with Noam Dar. And now with NXT UK, I feel like he's he's hit he's he's get, he's there like he's finally hitting his stride. And you know that UK crowd. I mean, you mentioned it with the soccer chants and everything. Like you know they just they're they're, they're just into it and they just help so much um, with helping getting guys over. And it was the same with Noam Dar. But uh, what were some of your guys' thoughts on this matchup overall? 
I agree with the Noam Dar take. I, I didn't catch too much 205. I still don't get to catch too much 205 live. Uh, you know, so seeing him in another element, you know, is, can only only raise his stock. It, I thought it was a, a real serviceable opener um, to get the crowd ready, get the crowd going. Um, you know, it was just it was it was the simple heel versus babyface match. It mm-hmm. started off uh, a little bit slow for me, but the the crowd was in the crowd kind of kept me into it. The way they were kind of exchanging hold for hold. Um, you know, their little game of one-upsmanship built up toward the end uh, with a Norm Dar getting the win. I thought it was a serviceable match. Yeah, with me, I thought it was a decent match. I, it was like a great appetizer match to get you warmed up and ready for the uh, main the main course, uh, which was great. So I felt like every match just kept on getting better and better. So the way they started here, it kind of warmed me up nice, got me ready. Uh, you know, just basic heel versus face. So nothing wrong it was just you know just a decent match just just a decent warm-up match man yeah like again noam dar i feel like i'm i don't know maybe i'm the highest on this matchup because for me i just bought into noam dar so much with this match i just felt like overall his performance is just um he just seems to be growing into a star for me just that the way that you know he came off in this matchup um again travis banks this was kind of my first real like experience with him so i thought he did a decent job but overall like dar i just i want to see more from him having seen this matchup. Um, and they kind of were alluding to, well, what's next for Noam Dar in this? Um, and I'm curious, like, is are they going to go to, you know, him potentially trying to move up to the uh, title picture type of matchup? Um, and, and probably not in, in, in NXT UK. Maybe they're going to do some cross-promotional things with NXT here in the States. I don't know. But it was just kind of, it felt like they were trying to insinuate that Noam Dar is going to, be trying to take that next step, um, which the way they're doing things now, because I don't know, maybe this was just rumor, but once they go live to uh, USA, there was talk of more NXT UK guys showing up on NXT on uh, on USA. So that could be a thing where maybe you see like a guy like Norm Dar going for the North American Championship, yeah, kind of like we cool. have Pete Dunne, you know, showing up and going after the North American Championship. So I kind of see like maybe that's what they're kind of teasing or hinting at could be happening with him. So uh, yeah, you know, I just uh, I really like the I really like this match from his perspective. Um, all right, let's keep it moving here with this next matchup. Which oh man, this was this was something. So we had Cesaro basically show up in the back, and there was a rumor of Cesaro potentially showing up in NXT UK, and then uh, he was in the back and he was getting interviewed, and they're like, all right, Cesaro, like who who do you want to you know go against? Who, who would you like to see like uh, challenge you or whatever? And this guy. I can't, man, this first name, Ilya, I'm going to say is, is how you say his first name, Ilya Dragunov, uh, shows up, you know, and kind of looks at Cesaro, and he's like, you know, basically challenging Cesaro, and Cesaro puts his mouthpiece in, it's like, no words needed, all right, we're about to have ourselves a fight. Um, so Ilya Dragunov, I'm not really familiar with him either, but the dude looks crazy. Um, he had, what was his eyes? He had like these red contacts, whatever in his eyes and just like this, uh, I don't know. He's just this wild dude. Um, so when the ring, he's like, Cesaro, come on down here, like ready for a fight. And the crowd pops so hard when Cesaro's music hits, which I'm not even a big fan of Cesaro's entrance. I actually really don't like the entrance. Like, I don't like the song. I feel like they need to, they they never really get Cesaro right. The best Cesaro entrance I feel is always more shameless, to be honest with you. Like their tag team entrance is always really cool but this cesaro entrance i don't know i i don't usually like it but for some reason with this nxt uk crowd it felt really good because they because the way they popped and were just really um, excited to see him so anyway when he comes out of the ring and everything like it was just a great moment 
And yeah, dude, Cesaro, he just did not disappoint. Um, just stiff with those European uppercuts. I mean, he officially now, I'm going to go ahead and say he has the deadliest European uppercut in the game. You know what? I'm going to go agree with that. I, I just I'm have not to. Go. We, we were supposed to debate this, but I don't think there's a debate really. No, it's not. That. It's not. No, no, no debate needed. No Who's debate needed. This? Yeah. <laughs> just, man, so deadly. Can hit from so many different angles and just so vicious with it. I just, I, it's just him. Um, yeah, just, just great showing for Cesaro. Um, he did a great job, uh, even in victory, of just putting over Ilya and kind of having him look like, okay, this young up and coming talent who maybe can be somebody at some point you know he's not there yet but I thought that it just for he he made him look good too in this whole thing and maybe for a split second you thought oh maybe this kid could do it and the commentary team was saying the same thing like oh my god is he gonna actually pull this off and so you know there was no point in the match where I actually thought it was gonna happen but I thought they did a good job of trying to get him over so um, I really enjoyed this matchup a lot Um, and at the end just how like Cesaro was like, oh, no, this kid, he thinks he's going to kick out of, uh, of my moves. Oh, watch this. And uh, just hit him with the – gosh, what's the name of this finisher now? I'm blanking out on it. Uh, neutralizer. neutralizer. The neutralizer. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Just when he finally cranked his neck and just set up the neutralizer, I'm like, yeah, okay, this is it. This was the, this was the only thing he hadn't done. He hadn't pulled out of his <laughs> bag of tricks here. Hit the neutralizer, you know, finished it, left the ring, then said, you know what? No, nah, no, nah, let me go back in there. And then, uh, you know, he made it seem like, which I kind of, I knew it was coming, but he made it seem like he was going to attack the kid and the crowd is like, oh, what's he going to do? And then he went in there and shook his hand and gave him love. And I thought that was a cool moment for, for the kid too, just to, again, give him that rub and say, you know, I, I respect you. You did a great job and gave him a moment in the ring. So I thought that was cool. But yeah, I love this matchup, man. What, uh, Devin, why don't you start us off, man? What do you what do you think? Uh, this this is a great match for Cesaro and Dragunov, man. He was stiff too at times, man. Like, uh, it, it got real physical. Even though it was uh, European uppercuts, bro. He, like you said, man, he got one of the stiffest, stiffest European uppercuts, man. How sometimes yeah. he could just throw you in the air, launch you in the air. And then here it comes. Prepare yourself. Prepare Uppercut, bro. Yourself. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. And it's Cesaro spin. Did he, how long did he go? Like 30 seconds? Because that oh, was it. Yeah. 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 Was, was it 40? It was oh, my count. God, man. Because yeah. he kept going. And then the way Dragunov so Maybe he didn't sell it. He was just. He just <laughs> no. looked like he was just nauseous. <laughs> you know, even Cesaro had to go in the corner and pause for a second. You know, recapture his thoughts because he he got a little bit dizzy, man. He's going oh, doing Cesaro man. spins for forty seconds. I would be dizzy too. So, like, hats off to you know dropping off taking that because I, I thought he was legitimately just nauseous right there. Like he's getting ready to throw up any 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 moment right there. <laughs> but it was a hands down physical fault match. Uh, Dragunov looked good. He looked uh, good losing, too, you know, still looked strong. I like the uh, respect that Cesaro showed him towards the end of the match, so I got no complaints about it. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I first agree. Uh, I, I think the Cesaro Seamus interest is probably Cesaro's best interest too. Um, mm-hmm. I liked uh, I liked James Bond Cesaro too when he would be uh, when he was a single, oh, yeah. single star. <laughs> he rip it off. Yep, I like that interest. That's, that's, that low key, that's a good one. I like that too. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Man, that little light shining on. Yeah, I like that one. Um, yeah, I, I, I appreciate Cesaro, you know, trying to reinvent himself to, I'm not sure what this era of Cesaro is, but I'm down to see Cesaro in any form. So absolutely. Um, but I like the, 
Well, you know, first off, I like this, this idea because they kind of did it with, with Finn Balor at the last NXT mm-hmm. UK takeover where you get the, the UK superstar who, who made good on the main roster come back down to the UK talent, you know, put over somebody in a loss and make, make somebody, you know, look good, um, on the verge of being a superstar. Mm-hmm. I like the psychology of the, of the, the stoic professional Cesaro versus the manic hyper, uh, Dragunov. And I think I think that played off well. It played um, really well into Dragonov's never say die attitude, taking what he took uh, until that that pop up European uppercut and that neutralizer <laughs> called it a day. Um, it. So a great showcase for both, and um, you know, and, and a great handshake at the end. You know, letting Cesaro letting the crowd know that this guy's up next. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. So I no need really to say more, man. Just a great showing for both guys. So really love this matchup. All right, so let's move on to the NXT UK Tag Team Championship matchup. Uh, it was Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews versus Zach Gibson and James Drake, uh, also known as the Grizzled Young Vets, uh, versus Gallus, which comp- is comprised of Mark Kofi and Wolfgang. Um, so, yeah, this this matchup here, um, man, fun matchup. We had uh, this the, t- the team of Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews are actually from – uh, this area here. So this was pretty cool. It was like the hometown uh, heroes coming back to to challenge for the championships in front of the crowd. And because of that extra little bit of narrative, um, it kind of made it feel like, all right, if if they don't win, there might be a riot here because this crowd was fully behind Hell them. Yeah. <laughs> they, they hated Zach Gibson and James Drake. And Kofi and Wolfgang, Gallus had no chance. Like that, that was probably the team that everybody hated the most. Which Gibson is usually the most hated guy. He gets those chants of uh, what if you hate uh, Zach Gibson, shoes off. If you hate Zach Gibson, <laughs> shoes off. You know they do that every time he's there. So I'm like, man, yeah, he's he's definitely he has a lot of heat. But with uh, Gallus, you can feel like maybe they hate him just a little bit more to the point where they don't want to waste their time to create a chance for this team. They just hate them. Period. So um, yeah, just overall, I was having a lot of fun with this matchup. Um, those guys are so athletic, man. Uh, Morgan, Flash Morgan and, and Mark Andrews, just so much talent. Uh, Mark Andrews, I think, is a superstar in the making, maybe as a singles competitor in the future. Just I could see like glimpses of maybe, I, I don't want to say a Shawn Michaels scenario, let's say. That might be too much, but I can, I can definitely see a singles career for him. There's just something about him that, I don't know, I think he has that hit factor. But the team that they have together, there's just so much chemistry there. Um, just so great overall. Um, we talked a little bit about the choreography and wrestling and sometimes, and here I kind of really appreciated just like the tandem offense that Andrews and, and Webster had going on with their like, uh, there was a one spot, what was it, where one of them did a hurricane run to the outside and the other one went through, like did a suicide the knee, knee, the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which just looked so great and the, and the energy that they have, like, it, it was just a great matchup, a great team up uh, or, or uh, showing for their team. Um, I actually have to say, Zach Gibson and James Drake kind of won me over in this matchup more so than any other match I've seen them in before. Um, wasn't really a fan of them when they won the titles. I was actually really pissed off that they beat Mustache Mountain <laughs> because must, it just seemed like it, it, it was 
it made sense for Mustache Mountain to be those first ever champions. Yeah. And for Gibson and Drake to beat him, I'm like, ah, I see why you're doing this. You don't want to be too obvious, but come on, man. What's Mustache Mountain? <laughs> so, you know, like, I, I, was, I, was like, I was really mad at them there. But in this matchup, I'm like, okay, I kind of actually am, am seeing the talent here and again, having a little bit more respect for him in this matchup. Um, so shout out to them for sure because I thought they looked good in this. Uh, Gallus, I thought was okay. They played their part. They didn't. They don't really feel special to me. Um, and maybe that's why the crowd just kind of doesn't seem to like them because they're just kind of there. I think as a as a faction, they can kind of be intimidating. That's fine, but um, I don't know. They're just not really really it. And I like the the spot where you actually had those other two teams jump them and like work together for a split yes. moment to get yes. them out of there. I was like, yes, please, just let's, let this be between the two teams that seem to be like. You know, at that upper level, like Kofi and Wolfgang, yeah, I get it. But if you guys find a way to win, people are going to be real pissed off. So just let's just get these two guys out of here and make it like get the attention back on the two teams that have just a little bit more uh, charisma and stuff going for them. So, um, and yeah, just the near fall after near fall towards the end. Like, I just, I was there, man. I felt nervous seeing this. Like, please let this team win. And that last spot, it was so brilliantly done where it was, I think it was Gibson told Drake to take out Gallus, right? And so he goes and does a suicide dive. But unbeknownst to Gibson, he's about to get the, what was it? uh, Was it a shoot? Shoot Star Press. Shoot Star Press hit on him. And then uh, it was uh, Andrews put Flash Morgan on Gibson to get the pin for their team. Oh my God! Just I, I jumped up out of my seat. I was like, "Thank you, thank you for letting this happen." Um, just a great matchup overall. So much fun, and yeah, your new UK tag team champions, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. It happened. Um, so great matchup. I had a lot of fun with this. Um, Jove, why don't you start us off on this one, man? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, you hit you hit the most points. Me, I, I hadn't been too too familiar with NXT UK brand. So kudos to the production team for getting me right into the story with the production video, the video package beforehand. So I felt up to date. I felt like, okay, I know what's happening. I know what the story is. But you you hit it on all cylinders, man. The my favorite part, you know, you talking about the ending. That last five, six minutes where Morgan and Morgan and Andrews kinda they they had a few minutes against Gallus and withstood what Gallus had to give them. And then stood off with the Grizzly Young Vets and withstood them. So they withstood both teams separately with the crowd behind them the whole time. And when that final three count came down after that shooting star press, yo, that ending, like you said, was was perfect. Because yeah. he could have had the pin, but he told his partner to go handle business, which was a smart move. It was smart. Yeah, it which was. Nigel and it yeah. Smart move. But he, he, he wasn't watching up above him. <laughs> that shooting star press came down. And that, that, three, that three count came. And then the pop for the crowd. Yeah, great story told there. Uh, the, the hometown boys making good. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I, I was just I, I was glad that, like, you know, Andrews and uh Morgan they got the they got the dub and they was I believe they the first Welshman. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. NXT history. Yep. So so they made history there in, in their country. So the crowd went nuts. They was hot. They was ready. I, and I believe you, Hafid, if, if they wouldn't won, they would have riot. They would have riot. That's that's like when CM Punk, you yes. know, uh, and John Cena, 2011, all stayed. Yeah. Right. If Cena would have won, oh, snap. Yeah, it would have went down. It would have went down that night. I was there. It would have been. <laughs> yeah, man. So here, 
Uh, I love everything about this match. The storytelling towards the end, you know, the young Grizzly Vets, man, which I love their name. Yeah. Uh, telling his partner, man, like, man, go get him, go get him. And I'm like, what? He went in and go did a suicide dive. I love that, man. And yeah. it makes mm-hmm. sense, too, man. You don't see that that often. You know, I'm like, well, he's just staying there in the corner. But, like, no, he actually told his partner to go there. But it, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was kind of detriment to himself. He had nobody watching back. Yeah. Got the uh, shooting star press right on the back, uh, which looked beautiful. And mm. got the one, two, three. Man, it was beautiful. So I, I love this match. One of my favorite matches on here. Same, same. And I'm looking forward because of the the high IQ displayed by both the, all th- all the teams, but specifically those two, the Web- Morgan and or, uh, Webster and Andrews and Gibson and Drake, the Grizzled Young Vets. I want to see them go against each other in a one on or a tag versus tag versus a triple yeah. threat, just yeah. uh, to see more of that, more of like the decisions they make in the matchup, the smart decisions. Because there were other like small like nuances too that I noticed um, even in the beginning of the matchup to. Where I'm like, yeah, they're doing things like they're, they're really thinking about the decisions they're making and why they would make those decisions. And just it kept me thinking of it like this, this is this is smart. Uh, 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 it was just smart the way that they were doing it, man. Like I really liked how those two the two teams work together. Um, so I'm looking forward to a rematch between those two teams for the titles uh, in the future. All right, so let's get to this last man standing matchup that you alluded to earlier on with uh, Joe Coffey and Dave Mastiff. Um, real quick, I'll just give you my two cents before, Devin, I'm going to uh, turn it to you to break this down. But um, this matchup, I wasn't really too excited about. I actually thought this might be a bathroom break type of matchup where I could just, okay, let me <laughs> let me step away and, you know, take a break a little bit here while I'm getting ready for the women's championship match because I was more excited about that. Um, and Dave, uh, Dave Mastiff, I, especially him, I've never really been bought into him because they're trying to sell him as like this giant. But when you see him, he's not actually like he's wide, but he's not tall. No. So he just he's feels built like, like he, Tucker from uh, Heavy Machinery. Yeah, a little bit. I think he's a yeah. that's a that's a perfect comparison. Yep. You know, and I just I don't know. I just never really bought in because I think he's a little bit shorter maybe than Tucker is. And like when he walks down the ring, they're always trying to shoot him from below to make him look like taller and bigger than what he really is. And then they'll do the screen shake whenever he takes a step out, you know, to try to, again, sell the giant aspect of it, which um, I almost feel is a little bit overdone with him. Like just find another way to kind of sell him is how I feel about him personally. But this matchup actually made me kind of a fan of his a little bit just with how he came off. I thought he did a really good job of just like, I don't know, just in, just in the match in general, just having a great matchup. But why don't you break this down and talk to us about uh, this yeah. this last man standing match? I, I didn't feel like they were trying to focus on like or try to tell us he was some type t- some type of giant. I thought they was trying to tell us that how strong, how freaking strong he is, and I thought they showcased that, especially in the first like five minutes of the match. And he took coffee, and he just swung him in a corner of that ring, and the belt buckle <laughs> mm-hmm. just broke out of nowhere. I was yeah. like. What the fuck just happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he tell, then he tells the butt buckle just hitting him on the back, hitting him on the head. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be one of these type of matches. Okay, I'm in. I'm gonna sit down. No bathroom break required. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm just have to hold this and see what happens. <laughs> Man, they was fighting all over, and then. Uh, they were taking out some weird weapons. I'm like, where do where do pool sticks <laughs> come in? Yeah, it was just I'm like, not kendo side. sticks, but pool uh, sticks. Pool sticks. <laughs> <laughs> right, getting poked with it. 
But I, I thought these two these two dudes had some great chemistry. Just they two, I, I like some about heavyweight wrestling. Just two big boys going at it. I always, you're a fan of that, yeah. I am. I am. When, when it's yeah. done right, when it's yeah. done right, that, that brings me back to like old school wrestling when you just had two heavyweights going at it. You know, like before when Braun and and uh, Lashley had that good match, man. Yeah. Uh, so here it was just you know a last man standing match. They're doing suplexes after suplexes, getting poked with pool sticks, getting hit with belt buckles. So I. I and you believe like these two dudes did not like each other, and it was one spot, one of my favorite spots. They both had chairs. They were on oh, opposite man. ends of the aisle in the crowd, and I'm like, "What the hell? Are they getting ready to do?" And you see massive, you see coffee, both banging their chair on the floor like they getting ready to buck like two bulls. I'm like, "No, they're not. No, they're not about to do it." And here they go charging each other and. Wow, man, just a car so crash. Real quick, so real quick. So when I saw them setting that up, I'm like, man, in any other situation, this would be real silly. Like, just right. the way they're setting this up. <laughs> the aisle clears, they have these two chairs, just going to run into each other. Like, what? What is happening? But I enjoyed it. I don't know. I was just, yeah. I was in. I was sold. I'm like, I was clapping. I'm like, man, good job. I just, I don't know. They just did a good job of setting that up. But keep going. I think you enjoyed it because of the way they told that story. Like, yeah. they, they just didn't like each other. Like, yeah, we, we're just going to go head on collision. You know what I'm saying? Just hope for the best to see what happens. But yeah, man, it it was another good match for me. It felt like just every match kept going, getting better and better, man, uh, throughout this whole TakeOver card. You know, you mentioned, um, you know, at first feeling like it might be a bathroom break. You know, that first spot, the way they booked it with the turnbuckle coming off, it's almost as if, you know, they might have believed that people felt it was a bathroom break, too. So Mm -hmm. they put that spot in there to let you know, like, this is about to be something. Yeah, um, was the, smart by them, man. Yeah, if not for that, I probably would have been like, all right, I'll just take a break here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they came out hard from the jump, and I, you know the thing with last man standing matches too, it's hard to book one to where the finish doesn't come off as you know eye rolling, like because they've done so many. Like, how many different ways can you count a guy out to ten? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So the finish, you know, to some might seem a little anticlimactic, but really. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was a good finish. It came down to him yeah. just kicking the crate out, um, <laughs> to where like if he hadn't done that, these these cats were still going to keep going. Like they were still going to keep going. One of the things that fascinated me about this match, you mentioned Braun versus Bobby Lashley. I was kind of comparing it to that match in the sense that this match. I don't know if it was a U, the the just the UK style of match, the NXT style of match, but this felt like two guys who really hated each other. Mm-hmm. versus, like, a theatric WWE presentation. The way this match was presented, these guys, it was a violent affair, a stiff, violent affair. Yes. These two dudes were going out there and were really trying to take the other route. Um, you mentioned the chair spot, the the, the dueling chairs. It was, it was like, to me, it was like, yeah, I hate this guy, but I respect that this guy is a factor, and I can't sleep on this guy. Um it came off it was it was humorous but it came off it came off well um the way they they you know like they were and like i said it and it played out in the finish these guys were just about equal but one crate kick and half a second is all it took to distinguish one guy versus the other um so no it was a great match man uh, they 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 take away needed to go um physically mentally um no i i yeah i, I enjoyed this one 
Where do they go from here with this? Because the way that it ended, it feels like, okay, this is they're going to have another matchup because Kofi kind of just got one over on them by kicking that crate out. So if they were to do a rematch, what, what kind of match would you want to see? Because this, oh, this guy man. had everything. Yeah, man, that's maybe just a, a cage match, but yeah, not like a cage match like uh, – like uh, you know, they you gotta escape, no escape, like they did with Johnny Gargano and uh, and uh, I can't believe my mind just went blank on him. Adam, Adam Cole. Cole, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, man, I know, oh, I know, my man. coffee's wearing off right now. <laughs> <laughs> True enough, uh, yeah. Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think if you That's set it up and you know confine him in that, you like no escape. You know, just a uh, you know hardcore cage yeah. match. I, yeah. I think then yeah, you. you could have a winner like that. Hell, they might go through a like side that. of the cage together, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they could. They could. And I would buy it. And I'd be like, all right, yeah, yeah let's keep yeah. it going. That's fine. Keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that'll do it for that matchup. Let's move on to the NXT UK Women's Championship match. Like I said, I was really excited about this one going in. I'm a huge fan of Tony Storm. Yes. She's just so just charismatic. I just love her whole thing, like the rocker. The rock and roll uh, superstar, basically, that that's her old gimmick that she does. Just love that about her. Um, I first heard about her uh, with the uh, Mae Young Classic, um, with just, uh, just, and I started watching some of her past matches when I heard about her being in it. It was like, man, you know, I think she could win it. She didn't win the first one, but then she ended up winning the second one. And, uh, yeah, she's just such a – she's a superstar. She's a superstar for sure. And Kaylee Ray did not know much about her coming into this matchup, but they have a great story, actually, just how they both came up together yes. and how Tony Storm kind of looks up to her as a big sister. And she was so happy that, you know, Kaylee Ray got signed by NXT UK. And then the betrayal, you just felt that um, in this story play out, you know, where, you know, in the the, the package video, they showed Kaylee Ray t- uh, revealing secrets about Tony Storm and, like, you know, how her father had abandoned her and that could just kind of take Tony Storm off. And she like just was was kind of uh, shook up by that. And so the story that they told in this matchup, using all of that as, as ammunition, I thought was really smart. Uh, so, Jove, uh, why don't you kind of go through this matchup and, and break this one down and let us know what, what you thought? Yeah, you know, the story was there. The the They had all the right parts for the story of these two friends uh, who had each other's back in downtimes. You had the, the betrayal, the, the deep, dark family secrets. The story was there, but I feel like the match itself, they kind of went from act one to act three and had no middle to mm. me. Okay. To where they, they started out with the basics and then they were kicking out of finishers and attempted finishers. After a few minutes, I felt like if, if there was a misstep on this show, it might have been this match because the story was there. They, mm. they had something to build upon, but I feel like they skipped like an important part of the match to build to the finish. I felt like it just kind of just went from, you know, collar noble tie up to a finish after a few minutes without truly building up for me. Let me ask you this, right? Did you feel like the, the match was a bit short? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 And the thing is too, I mean, and we'll talk about the main event. The main event went close to 40 minutes. So it's not like they were short on time. That's true. That's a good point. So it, to me, yeah, it felt like they just, like I said, they, if it was a three-act match, they skipped act two, went from act one to act three, and just kind of didn't build it up properly for me. It just kind of just happened for me. All right. Yeah. yeah. Devin, what do you think? I, I, I enjoyed the match. I, I like how they, uh, you know, framed the story before we even got to the match. So even if you didn't know anything about these two ladies, they gave you 
uh, they, they kind of frame the story for you so you can understand like, all right, you know, there's some history to be told. You know, they knew each other before NXT UK. So you so you can understand somewhat of, uh, you know, of this wrestling. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I thought this was probably one of the stiffest female matches I've seen in this NXT period. Uh, you know, just, you know, uh, Tony Storm was t- doing some pretty stiff uh, chops to her face or her back and other way around, like some stiff kicks. I'm like, man, they, this, this is pretty stiff. Like, maybe uh, Tony Storm don't really like her because she brought that her, her dad up in real life. So she was like, you know, you're going to pay some some receipts right now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, uh, so that was uh, kind of cool, like the phys- uh, being physical. But I'm glad you pointed it out. It yeah. did feel like it did miss something. Like it was a bit short because I did feel like it was a bit short because uh, when I had, you know, I didn't watch this live. So I watched this on the man. So when I noticed they was done with this match, I'm like, we got like a whole hour left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, what's going to happen with this hour between, you know, with the main event? So I figured, they, yeah, I think those was one of those matches. They could have let it breathe more, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, th- yeah, this is interesting. I really appreciate your guys' take on this because for me, I kind of was so excited about this matchup that it actually really worked for me. Like the the storytelling, the way that they built it up in the beginning with the video package and just trying to kind of showing it from Tony's perspective and how she'd been betrayed. And then even in the opening, when they introduced the two of them uh, to introduce the championship matchup, um, I think it was Nigel McGuinness that mentioned like Tony Storm's face started to show like emotion, even mm-hmm. from before the bell had even rung that she was almost sad to be in this matchup with her long time like lifelong friend and you could see like the pain on tony's face like all throughout like she was almost in tears like during this matchup to the point where it was paying off kaylee ray's promise like i'm gonna make your life a living hell and it really got to her and so she was off her game like she just wasn't like like the old tony storm like she just there was something off about tony in this matchup um, and there were moments where she was, she, you know, she would do certain moves um, like she would just kick her repeatedly in the back. Like that was purely an emotional thing, um, you know, and, and I, I, I think that what they were going for was that Tony was affected, you know, and she she was her mind was not on the matchup in, in the way that it would usually be. Like she was so shaken up that it took her out of her usual game. And so she was off. You know, and the fact that she got beaten. Now, the one thing that I will say is it kind of was was uh, I think the the finish. Actually, I'm okay with the finish, too, because of the amount of times that that uh, Kaylee Ray did her finisher to her because she she did it once. uh, Tony kicked out and then she hit it on the ropes. Right. Like hung her up on the ropes would look kind of would look brutal. And then she did it again in the middle of the ring. And I'm like, okay, that's the way to finish a champion if you're going to do it. So I I bought that. I like that aspect of it. But I think to your your both of your points that if the match had been given even more time to breathe, that it would have worked even better because I was left with a wow. That's, that's it's over, you know. And it wasn't like I was I was mad. It was over. It was more like wow, okay, like damn. That, that I mean, and I know there's gonna be a rematch. I, I can feel it. Oh, yeah. and of course, there's gonna oh, be a definitely. rematch. But it did catch me kind of like you know shook up. And I think the crowd too was like what. 
it's over. Like that, right. that's it. Like yeah. it's only it's just done. So um, you know, I, I I agree with you. I think you bring up good points, and it, it gives me another perspective to chew on as to like why I felt that way at the end of it. Because I, I I bought into it. I was really enjoying it. I didn't, I didn't even take time to consider that. Oh, maybe yeah, they did rush this a little bit, and they if they would have let it breathe, it would have even had more of an emotional impact. Um, so yeah, that's a great point, but just, just being honest, being real about it, like from my perspective, I I did eat it up because I thought the story that they were telling, and I'm just so bought into Tony Storm that I felt it. Like I felt the pain that Tony was feeling because I just, I'm such a fan of hers that I'm like, man, you're like, I can see how emotionally upset she is in this matchup and and it just really worked for me. So yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, we'll just keep it at that because that, I mean, I think all of us just have shared unique perspectives there. There's really nothing to debate there. It's just what it is. So, you know, I think that was a great breakdown of that matchup. I really like that. All right. Well, man, we are there. The main event. We really breezed through this whole card, man. Yeah. Can't believe we're well, there's only six already. matches, man. Good luck. You know, that's what I, I appreciate about NXT, though, is they usually keep it concise. And, yeah. you know, this one, um, yeah, it, it followed suit with how NXT. I mean, one extra match maybe, you know, than, than NXT typically does. But yeah. Because yeah, NXT it, usually just do the, you know, just five the normal and, five. Yeah. Tight five concise matches up. Dude, yeah. which I love, which I love. I feel like more shows should do that. I mean, yeah. we're talking about AEW. I feel like they, they could have used maybe a couple less matches. But anyway, this is NXT's time. So um, the WWE United Kingdom Championship matchup, it was Volter versus Tyler Bate, the big growing boy himself. Um, oh, my God. This matchup. <laughs> Man, so I, I, I was talking to people about this matchup afterwards, and I said, you know, if, if there was, like, a kid who, you know, maybe was new to wrestling and hasn't really seen many matches and they would see this match, they'll probably be walking around saying, this is probably the greatest match of all time. Like, <laughs> legit. Like, the way, like, I mean, we, you talked about it earlier. This matchup went about 45 minutes and I'm yeah. looking at the count because I didn't see it live either. So I'm looking at my my uh, my timeline for the for for the match, like see how much time is left. And at a certain point, yeah, right after that that women's championship match, I'm like, an hour? Like we still got an hour to go on this car. Like all that's left is the main event. You can't tell me that something else is going to happen. You know, maybe there's going to be like an eruption or right. you know another maybe a backstage segment show. or something. Yeah, something. But no, they went straight into the match. Like, what is going on? Um, but yeah, it, it went 45, around 45 minutes. And man, did they go. Um, Devin, I'm going to let you break this down because I know Walter, I mean, Walter's our guy, but you have a lot of respect for those chops. You mentioned you would never want to take. Hell no, name it for money. I, I told you this, man. I said, would you take the chop for $300? You was like, yeah, I would. Yeah, My chest would hurt. But for one I'll chop, be. I would be in pain, but hey, man, I have $300. That's the way <laughs> I, I look at it. I love but, my chest um, too much, man. I don't care. Man, <laughs> break, break, break down this matchup for us because this, oh was, this God, was something man. to behold. This was... By far, my favorite match for the whole wrestling weekend that I had, uh, and probably match. This is a match of year contender, bro. This is yes, man. You know what I love about this match because it was storytelling. I'm talking about like yes. emotional storytelling. There was no super moves, no Canadian destroyers, nothing like that. It was basic like wrist holds. Trying mm-hmm. to, I, I'm gonna show you how power, how powerful I am compared to you. 
chop after chop. Uh, you know, try to stand tall. Tyler Bates is trying to give everything he he, he throws at, at at Walter. Just everything but the kitchen sink. You know, it, Tyler Bates using his speed in the beginning. You know, yes. like trying to like avoid him. Yeah. Yes, man. And then it was one part he just unwrapped his uh, what was this? His wrist uh, wrist tape. Yeah, wrist tape. He was like, "All right, man, I'm just gonna go ahead and square up with you. <laughs> Put my dudes up, man. Here we go." And I oh, love that part, man. And you know what? Shout out to my wife, man, because she she doesn't really watch wrestling, but she was just sitting down, uh, watching uh watching wrestling with me. I think she just had to get ready, but right before that, she had to go to work, so she was just sitting down, just eating her dinner. It had caught her attention. She was like, "Wow, this guy's keep on getting up. He kicking it out." I was like, "Yeah, this is a this is a damn good match." You know, I, she was getting excited, man. That's how nice. good the storytelling nice. was in this, man. That's how I enjoyed about it. It was just emotional storytelling, nothing, no fancy moves, just all about this emotion roller coaster that was going through. And big shout out to the fans, man. They just those fans were hot yeah. throughout the man. whole entire match of this. Uh, Match between these two guys. I don't know how many f bombs they dropped for Walter. Uh, <laughs> it was two different yeah. type of f chance for this yes, dude. Yes, because they did not like this man at all. They was all about just Tyler Bates, Tyler Bates man, just trying to get try yes. to get his belt back. Man, he's he is the first first ever UK champion, and and can he be the first ever two time UK champion? I love that story being told, man. Yeah, well, also, too, real quick, just to throw in, uh, Devin, because I want you to talk about this. The storytelling, when you said that, in the beginning, when he used his speed to try to avoid him, um, talk about how Walter kind of uh, kind of uh, stopped that from happening, because basically he did the powerbomb into the side of the apron, and there was, like, a pause in the matchup, and they brought in, like, the medical team and all that. So I just oh, wanted to yeah. make your take you on that. You know what? I thought that was kind of a botched move because – I don't know if you can tell in the corner when he kind of, you know, did that that power slam, he his head, you it seemed like his head straight immediately right on that on that concrete mm-hmm. because there was no protective mat right there. And I, I got to kind of got worried. I was like, "Ooh, is he legit hurt?" So uh, I was afraid that the ref is going to throw throw that infamous X like, "Oh man, like <sighs> this just, this might be over. Wrong. He might be yeah, concussed." Kind of missed oh, wow. that turnbuckle, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, bro, he 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 completely that that was a slightly botched move, and I, I seriously got worried. I was, and I think that's when it kind of that was the turning point of the match right mm-hmm. there. I believe, yeah. man. So, Joe, yeah, so you jump in here, man, because I'm just curious. Yeah. What, what was your take on this matchup? Man, you know, Walter is such a perfect champion for this brand. Um, and perfect champion, period. I mean, he's yeah. a huge guy with brute strength who can move. He can fly a little bit, but he doesn't rely on that. Um, so, like, he's, he's, he's Vader-esque. In, in a sense. Oh, man. That is, that that, is so that's, perfect. Yes, yeah. yes, that is, man. He's I huge, like your wrestling now, brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, Vader had that Vader bomb, that Vader salt, and Walter got that splash off the top. Yeah. But that was yeah. like their, like, their, 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 the last ditch effort. You know what I mean? Yep. Otherwise, I mean, Walter even uses the power bomb. <laughs> you know, like, man. <laughs> so, in his size and who he is as a champion, like every match he has, he's indirectly putting over who he goes against yeah. just by virtue of his challenge is probably going to be a smaller guy. 
Yeah. And so going 40, 45 minutes with Walter, even if you lose, you look great in your loss. And the thing with Tyler Bate, which kind of separated him from Pete Dunn, is that Tyler Bate is a smaller guy. He's had to rely on his speed, but he's the big, strong boy. He's got brute strength as well. Now, he's not as strong as Walter, but what he – what he's lacking in that strength, he can make up for in the speed. So when that power bomb came, yeah, I mean, storyline-wise within the match, his equilibrium was shook up. He couldn't use that speed. Yeah. So he started off, you know, with the kicks to the leg, and he kind of had to go away from that. And if he found a way to get to stick along, stick with that more within the match versus just in the beginning and in the end, um, he might have had more of a chance as far as taking the W. He... He kind of got away from it and relied more on the straight-up strength and the resilience, which I think you know ended up being his downfall. But for 40 minutes, he was going toe-to-toe with Walter. And you mentioned the crowd being behind him that whole time. Like, that pop when he kicked out at one. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. That's what I was just thinking about. Yes. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, they went oh, man. nuts. Oh. They took – after all he had took, I mean, he – he hit Walter with the exploder off the apron to the floor, oh, off yes. the top rope. Yes. He hit him with the Tyler driver. He gave him everything he had. Everything. And then to kick out of that power bomb at one, like, give yeah. me some more. It sat right up. Amazing. And got yeah. right up. Like, yo, I, I got more smoke for you. Give me more. It was it was amazing to watch. So yeah, he, he <laughs> I'm, 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 it's playing in my mind. He took off that wrist and put the hands up. Like, yeah. you took out my homie, took out my <laughs> other homie. Like, you gotta get all this real quick. <laughs> right, man. You gotta I get thought, all this. I got worried for a second. I thought the ref was gonna disqualify, cause, cause he, it seemed like he was just, you know, he was just caught up in the motion, just kept on hitting him with his fist. Yeah. And then yeah. the ref was like, get out one, two. I'm like, come on, stop, stop, Tyler, stop. No, don't right. get disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> yup, and you know it, it played well. Like yeah, like we're saying, he had that one last burst of adrenaline. He kicked out at one, but when he wound, he 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 was winding up for that clothesline. Like you kind of knew that. Like he shouldn't yeah. have kicked out that power bomb, but when he took that clothesline, you knew that. Like oh, yeah. he he gave it everything he had. That, that last was... bit was taken out of him. That was uh, just a gorgeous match. Great match. Shout out to Nigel McGinnis during commentary. There were certain points where he's like, what is going on? Yeah. I'm losing my mind. Yeah. What is happening? I'm like, yes, because I felt that. I felt Absolutely. the same way. Like, what is happening right now? Like, Tyler Bate is just it's just superhuman. This performance right here against Walter just being as brutal as hell Absolutely. and still surviving. Like, oh, my God. So, yeah, just I love the commentary on this. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, Walter just, there was a brutal spot that he had where he had picked up uh, uh, Tyler Bate, put him in the turnbuckle, and put his foot on his throat. And oh, just, like, upside down. down. Yeah. And I'm like, what is happening? What is good? Like, literally, that was my, like, moment where I said, I'm losing my mind. Like, I right. can't believe how right. brutal this man has been. Like, Dude. is this a real fight? Like, what's going on? He hit um, him with that chop to the back and oh then, like, that sleeper suplex on the apron. Yes. And I'm like, how do you how do you keep going after this? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. As a man, how do you keep going? How do you keep Exactly. Yeah. My chest would just be on fire at Dude, the end because that, yeah. the chops he was taking just not on the, on, on his chest, but on the back, too. And man. you heard it just echo throughout he, the stadium. I'm like, oh, my God, uh, man. He did, he did a combo where he did, like, 
chop, like a backhanded yeah. chop, front-handed <laughs> chop, boot to the face to like a sleeper and was yeah. just laying on Tyler, like just like putting oh, all his man. weight on him. I'm like, oh, wow. Like yeah. Walter just said, okay, this is over. I'm done with you. Like I've been playing I'm around all this time. Yep. Exactly. Like <laughs> you you need to be done now. And this dude, Tyler Bain, is just so stubborn. He's like, nope, I'm still not giving up. Nope. And lifts him up on his back and looks like he's walking around with him on his back. Dude. Man, just – so many great moments. That so shot, many- yeah. When yeah. he and sorry to cut you off, when he lifted him up, like the way the he faced the hard camera as he slowly yes, rose yes, up. Yes, yes, that was just an epic storytelling moment right there yes. in itself. That yes. like he cannot be held down. Gorgeous man. shot. Oh man. So yeah, th- this this match had it all, and just to go the length it did, I'm like, and I didn't even feel like, oh my god, why is this going so long? I just no, felt I like didn't. this is right. a war, and it warrants that. Like, yes. so I just, I'm just feel blessed to even have been able to see this matchup. Yes. Um, I've been telling everybody, like, look, if you watch one matchup from this pay per view, mm-hmm. see that match, see the main event, because that will make you a fan of these two guys, and will just have you having so much respect for them because. They they brought it all. They brought it all. The storytelling was great. The wrestling was great. It did. It wasn't even like you know too many high flying moves or anything. It was like you said. It's very like pure basic, just broad wrestling. Like and I just appreciated it so much for for what they did. Um, so yeah, just so much fun here. I mean, in the end, Walter ended up retaining the championship, mm-hmm. but you felt like again uh, to to your point that they put over like it, a loss to Walter still actually helps whoever yeah. it is like you look oh, strong yeah. you, you know by yeah yeah he's 100%. undefeated yeah, exactly so yeah for tyler bate to be able to get into a war like that and to just put on such a great showing just makes tyler bate look so awesome in this um and at the end too i just love that moment uh where they had the rest of the the british strong style come into the ring and like you know they gave him the water bottle and they were just you know showing that love for him and you know they all had that hug and the they're like their version of too sweet basically in the middle of the ring uh it was just so awesome was just such a great perfect way to end that show um, yeah, man, it, it had it all. It had it it's, all. It's it one of those great. matches that, you know, we had talked about this before about storytelling. I think it was just a week ago. Like, I, I, I would go in the vault and show them, you know, maybe uh, Shawn Michaels and Ric uh, Flair. Ric Flair or yeah. Stone Cold and Bret Hart. I would probably just show them this, man, because this how this is. Yeah. It was that good. Yeah. It was that good of a storytelling match, man. Just a basic good versus evil. Uh, good guy just trying to, you know, just find his, trying to fight his way, you know, through this obstacle of a brick of this force, you know what I'm saying? And he's trying to just, just fight by all means. And I'm like, bro, just, just watch this. And then tell me if you're into wrestling then. Yeah. I, yeah. It was just that damn good, man. And then shout out to Walter too, man. The way he was just selling. Uh, I think he did like, wait, I think he like chopped him, threw him out the ring. No, no, it was outside the ring. Outside the ring. Chopped him. And he went in the ring, kind of did his pose. And then he started selling off his uh, off his back. Uh, and I was like, oh, man, he's, he's selling for, for, for Tyler, man. So, man, hats off to him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so, and to your point, uh, Devin, you were bringing up uh, maybe match of the year. I could see it. I could yeah. see it. Because oh, hell yeah. For, for me, you know, Match of the year candidates, the the Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole matches that they've had. I mean, you could take your pick from the matches they've had for the championship so far. Definitely. Um, Those are up there. This one, 
it's tough. I mean, right now, I, I, I feel like I'm prisoner of the moment if I say this one because it just <laughs> happened, you know, so I, I hesitate to want to just put this there. But it's hard to argue against it, really. For pure in-ring storytelling, it is really hard to argue. It's what, uh, September now? Yeah. But I mean, listen, you could put that up against a lot of stuff that's happening. As far as pure in-ring storytelling, absolutely. It, yeah. it, it rates high. Yeah. I, I, for me, I will, for me, for myself, from my point of view, I will probably put this as my match of the year. Because when I think of, you know, uh, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, or just any other, you know, match of the year candidates, usually they're doing some off the wall athletic moves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Some, you know, just doing these, you know, Canadian destroyers, anything yeah. like that. This was just simple, emotional, Basic storytelling, and I think and that's what pulled me in. That's what got me. I think that's what and that's and that's it went on for forty for freaking forty minutes. Yeah. So to me, you know, I have to put this up there. I probably have to put it up past you know Johnny Gagano and uh, Adam Cole, man, just because of you know they didn't use any type of fancy moves, man. It was just built on just emotion. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I great point, great point. I see it, and yeah, I think uh, right now that's where I'm leaning as well. Uh, it's just it's it just happened, so I kind of want to give it time, you know, like maybe wait uh, a little bit and see how I still feel about it. But yeah, the way I feel right now with the way the story that they told, uh, just the epicness of the match, the effort that both of the guys put in, the crowd, like everything, the whole the whole uh, environment, just everything about it. It just it, it has that feeling of like it should be match of the year. Um, whether or not it will be by the end of it, I mean, we'll see. Maybe there's still some matches that will happen that will just be like, ooh, okay, now what about this one? But uh, for sure, this this was definitely match of the weekend. I mean, anything, everything that AEW yeah. did, for instance, I thought was great, but it wasn't on this level in no. terms of storytelling and everything. That tag match that they had, uh, the ladder match for AEW All Out was, was damn good. But this right here was just on another level man i just i, I want to see it again like i want to see it again i want to be able to look at the nuances again of just what the little things they did to to help tell the story um i just it it, yeah. it had it all man it had it, it all it, even the crowd too man it was like yeah. the perfect everything was just aligned all the stars and planets were aligned when you got the yeah. nxt crowd just you know just on 10 and Walter and Tyler Bates is putting on this awesome show, man. It was just a great storytelling match, man. Crowd will make a match. They, yeah. they, are, they are the unsung third person in the match outside the referee. They will definitely make a match um, more than just what you know, is going on in the ring. Absolutely. Yeah. So any uh, what, what final thoughts do you guys have on this pay-per-view as a whole? I mean, take over Cardiff. You know, we've, we've said some, some pretty positive things overall. We really love this pay-per-view. But just what are some of your final takes? I thought it was a damn good uh, takeover for UK to shine a good spotlight on on their main attraction for Valtzer, uh and uh, on the two heavyweights, man, on Coffee and Mastiff. Uh, and I enjoyed the the, the tag team. I, I thought it was great. Uh, you know, like me and Jove said, I, I thought, you know, the women's, I thought it was good, but it, it should have had more time to it, especially – you know, if Walter and uh, Tyler went over forty minutes, man, I could have. You could have gave the ladies <laughs> maybe, Some maybe three to five more minutes, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, so, other than that, it was still a good show. Yeah, I agree. Overall, it was a good show. I mean, they're still establishing the the, the NXT UK brand. Um, so, yeah, putting a spotlight on on 
on a great in-ring talent. Like I said, you know, yeah, the, the women's match kind of just ended for me. But, you know, the, the if, if the storyline of it is, you know, just Tony was off her game, it's a little more forgivable. But overall, yeah, it was it was a solid show, man. Cesaro came and gave the rub to one of the up-and-coming stars. Um, the triple threat tag match was a really, really fun match. Uh, again, with a crowd that really put it over the top uh, with the happy ending there. Um, and, of course, the main event. I mean, we we – can't, what, what, what more? What more can you say? You know, exactly. There's just really no more words for that one. We've we've said it all in terms of that match. Just such a great match, match of the year candidate. Uh, Flash Morgan, Webster, and Mark Andrews. Congrats to them. They did such a hell of a job. I'm so great, uh, so happy that they were able to have that moment. I'm so happy that NAC UK wasn't afraid to just give the hometown boys that moment. You know, versus say going, oh, we're gonna go different and try to you know make it unpredictable and go with the heels or you know go with Gallus. No. They went for like, hey, they're in their hometown, first ever Welsh champions. Let's go, go ahead and make this moment happen. And they did. And it was such a great uh, atmosphere overall for that. Um, yes, my surprise for sure definitely was that Kofi Mastiff match. I was really surprised with that. I wasn't expecting to love it like I did, but I ended up really enjoying that matchup. Uh, Tony Storm, like I said, a huge fan of hers, but I definitely see what you guys are saying. I, I have no problem with saying yeah, they, they could have let that match go longer. So I think that would have been great. Um, yeah, my boy Cesaro, love Cesaro, just just more Cesaro, please. If Cesaro can come back and do more matches in, in NXT UK, that would be amazing. So I'm definitely uh, looking forward to that. And yeah, I mean, uh, one more time, match of the year candidate, Walter versus Tyler Bate, just unbelievable matchup. Unbelievable just overall show for me. Uh, and, and yeah, just it seems like we're all in agreement, just they did a, they did a heck of a job. All right. Well, that is going to do it for our wrap-up of NXT UK TakeOver in Cardiff. So uh, that'll do it. Uh, so for Joe Vay, for Devin, we will catch you guys next time. Peace. Salute. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.